This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Good Wednesday afternoon. Yes, live down on the grounds for Kids Day. Kids Day, it's always just a little crazier, but a lot of families having a great time, and especially the conditions. Although, as you've heard on the news, there is that severe thunderstorm watch in effect. So we'll try to stay on top of that for you. Jody saying we could see even hail, golf golf ball size hail. So something to be aware of. You know, it seemed for the longest time, and this is going back a few years, we would hear the Bank of Canada Governor Stephen Pelos saying, watch out, interest rates are going to be going up. Watch out, make sure that you've got your household debt in order because these low interest rates aren't going to stay around forever. Well, it started to get to the point where we weren't believing them because we have sat at... 0.5 forever and it wasn't until today and that's seven years since we've seen an increase that interest rates actually went up to 0.75 percent and uh, maybe that doesn't seem like that much right now but the concern is always it's the trend is it going up is it staying steady because for so long it just stayed flat and so this is an opportunity obviously for everyone to kind of take a check on their own consumer debt and how this kind of an increase as small as it may seem what are the ripple effects to this where are you going to have to really be aware of an increase in interest rates Preet Banerjee is a personal finance commentator author of the book stop overthinking your money. He joins us today. Hello, Preet. Hello, Angela. How are you? I'm well. Would you agree it, it got to the point where it was almost like a, a broken record and people thought, Mr. <laughs> Pelos, you've said this for so long, but yet we still are seeing interest rates going nowhere. And I, I wonder if consumers started to say, eh, I don't think they'll ever go up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been hearing this like a broken record for the better part of a decade. And people have been warned, listen, if you've got a lot of debt, you've got to make sure your ducks are in a row because eventually rates are going to rise. And every time people were saying this, it didn't happen. And in fact, we actually saw two rate cuts in 2015 in response to the uh, to the oil shock. So a lot of people have been hearing this for a long time, but now it's actually happened. So now the question is, is, is now where we're going to see a progressively rising interest rate environment? So that's the question that a lot of people are probably wondering about right now. Preet, maybe give a little bit of background to my listeners, because we did enjoy such low interest, interest rates, and we still are enjoying low interest rates for so long. And why we had that, and then now why we're starting to see the Bank of Canada say we've got to start nudging them up. Yeah, so generally speaking, uh, the Bank of Canada, they, they adjust interest rates, uh, specifically what's called the overnight rate. And generally they're doing this because they're you know, trying to have sort of a hand on the tiller of the economy. So when the economy looks like it's not doing too well, they can introduce stimulus. And the way they do that is by dropping interest rates. And that has a ripple effect where interest rates on different types of debt becomes cheaper. So if debt becomes cheaper, people can borrow more money and they can spend more money, which would drive economic activity. So they would do this if they wanted to sort of give the economy sort of a helping hand when things aren't going so well. Well, in 2008, 2009, we had one of the greatest financial market meltdowns in the history of the world. And so that started the era of ultra-low interest rates were designed to be very stimulative in nature. And they've been trying since that time to say, listen, we need to increase this eventually, because if the economy is not doing too badly, 
then we want the ability to step in if we need to, if there's a future shock down the road. So that kind of happened in 2015 with the big drop in the price of oil, which had a lot of effects for a lot of people. And so they dropped rates again. So they've been at very, very low rates for a long time. And so now the Bank of Canada feels confident enough that the economy is getting ready to stomach higher and what people would say are more normal rates of interest. So we're still, with this one rate hike, still at a very accommodative level of interest rates. So a lot of people are expecting rates to go higher from here. Obviously, a lot of things going into that equation on whether or not they would increase. And and are they looking at things like an improvement in jobless numbers? Uh, What are some things that are economic indicators the Bank of Canada wants to see before they would decide to increase rates? Yeah, so what's interesting is that, you know, if you take a look at the mandate that the Bank of Canada has, it's basically to control inflation to a certain target of around 2%. We're not there yet. Um, So people are saying, well, they are thinking that down the road, it's going to be at that level. So they want to sort of, and using the analogy that uh, the governor of the Bank of Canada used, when you're coming up to a red light, you don't just stop at the last minute. You kind of ease your foot off the gas and slow down uh, gradually. So he's looking to ease off the stimulus gradually in the hopes that, you know, if the economy is getting ready to get to that level where it is growing more robustly, you want to take off the stimulus uh, in a gradual manner as as opposed to waiting too late and possibly having the effects down the road of, a, of an overheating economy. I think a lot of people would, might be uh, you know happy the prospects of that right now because a lot of people are still reeling from the last downturn, especially in Alberta. And I'm glad you even talked about inflation because I think for so many years the, the term in inflation rate, people were thinking, oh my gosh, that means goods are more expensive. This is going to hurt me in the bo- pocketbook. But there is, as you say, kind of a sweet spot when it comes to inflation because there was a concern a number of years ago about deflation, maybe not so much in Canada, but we were really watching in other global economies about a deflation and you don't want that either. No, absolutely not. And uh, and so, again, the, the target for the uh, the mandate of uh, the Bank of Canada is to control inflation at about 2% with mm-hmm. an operating band of between you know, 1% and 3%. And so they are basically trying to say, all right, so how do we adjust the amount of stimulus um, such that we sort of hit that band over the long term? So right now, you know, a lot of people would say, you know, what are you talking about? Inflation is not high right now, so why are you increasing rates? Um, And what they're saying is, no, we're trying to get ahead of it. So, you know, we think that we're about to get to the point where the economy is going to reach, you know, the um, output capacity uh, towards the end of the year. We want to be ready for that. So so that's kind of the the thinking that they outlined today in um, in their uh, press uh, conference. You know, I say we've got a, almost a generation, if we're talking about seven years of these incredibly low rates where people don't remember or young people don't realize that rates once were 18 percent. So there's there's that thinking. But then there's the other side of the savers, because for seven years, people who are trying to invest their money and looking at their future are saying, my portfolio is doing nothing because I'm not getting any kind of returns on the interest rate. Yeah, and that's sort of how you know that the interest rate can um, affect people's psychology in two ways. Because yeah. it incentivizes borrowing, makes it cheaper to borrow money, and it kind of penalizes savers because they're not getting a high rate of return for parking their yeah. money in a savings account. So for some people, they're seeing the rise in interest rates as a bit of a positive because if you have been putting money away, you're going to get a little bit of a higher return. And also for people who have already retired, they tend to have a lot of fixed income in their investment portfolios. And, you know, as interest rates have been so low for so long, they haven't been getting the income to support their lifestyle and retirement that they would have hoped to. And yeah. what that has led them to do is to take a little bit more risk, maybe not appropriately so, 
in their investment portfolios. So this will come if there is a general increase in uh, interest rates over time, might come as a bit of uh, welcome relief for people who have more fixed income in their investment portfolios over the long haul. Preet, good setup. I want to take a break here, and when we come back, I want to talk about specific areas that people have to be aware of where they could start to see that increase in the interest rate impact them. And I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I am also curious what your thoughts are as we move forward. Are we going to go back to those days of, it seemed like every couple of weeks, oh, the overnight lending rate is going up. So let's talk about that after the break. I'm Angela Cocott. I'm live on location at the Calgary Stampede, 403 Unfortunately, our text is still down, but definitely I want to open up the phones at 3.30. And I want you to share your reality check when it comes to your finances, and you can share them with our listeners. We're back after this. We are talking about finances in particular, maybe your finances, especially in light of the fact that for the first time in, well, it was 2015, yeah, it went even lower. So for the first time in seven years, the Bank of Canada has had a significant increase in that overnight lending rate going from 0.5 to 0.75%, <laughs> which uh, Preet, I don't, Preet Ban- Ban- Banerjee, I apologize, Preet uh, is a personal finance commentator and author of the book, Stop Overthinking Your Money. And and Preet, I don't know how old you are, but I'm dating myself by remembering the days when it was every couple of weeks the Bank of Canada would announce what it was doing with its overnight lending rate. And for a long time, it always seemed like it would be going up and up and up. And that hasn't been happening for so long. I think people don't realize that's the way it used to be. Yeah, and what's really interesting is that you've got uh, a new generation of financial consumers who, it's not even a new normal that people have lots of debt and interest is really cheap. That's the only normal that they've ever known. That's how long it's been uh, sort of the state of affairs. So it will be very interesting to see how that particular generation adjusts to their new normal, which is an environment where interest rates can, in fact, go up as they did today. And as I said, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but do you have a a sense as we look globally and what's happening with Canada's economy in relation to the rest of the world, if the Bank of Canada will continue to inch that rate up? Yeah, well, I mean, there's uh, there's certainly no shortage of opinions out there, and you're absolutely right, I don't have a crystal ball. But the thinking has been that when we take a look at the two rate cuts that we saw in 2015, the governor of the Bank of Canada, Stephen Paulus, last month basically said those two cuts did their job. And now that basically telegraphed this, this move to undo that. So it is possible that we have, you know, this is the first of two cuts that we, or sorry, first of two hikes that we see this year. Uh, and then people are saying, you know, maybe in 2018, 2019, after a bit of a pause, you might just see a bit more of, uh, of an increase in rates across the board. All right, so we've had a situation then where you say there's cheap money out there, and um, are you in Toronto? Where am I calling you from? I am, yeah. Yeah, so you know what the housing market has been like in Toronto and Vancouver. Calgary, good or bad, has had a bit of a cooling off. But so let's probably start with uh, the biggest debt that most people carry, and that's your mortgage. What, What are the concerns there, especially when it comes to where the rates could be going up? We've already heard some of the big banks increasing their mortgage rates. 
Yeah, so absolutely. So the banks have already increased their prime rate as of today, and it'll be effective tomorrow. So that's happening right away. Um, so there are two types of mortgage holders. You've got fixed rate mortgage holders and variable rate mortgage holders. And so if you have a fixed rate mortgage, the, the deal that you signed up for is that your payments don't change for the term of your mortgage. So you're not going to see a change in your mortgage payments until the end of your term. Mm-hmm. Now, you may or may not actually renew into a higher uh, interest rate. And the reason I say that is uh, a lot of people who have a fixed rate mortgage now actually got them at rates that are a lot higher than they are right now. So even though they've been starting to creep up, there are a lot of people who actually renew a fixed rate into a either the same or even slightly lower than what they're currently paying. So they may not feel a pinch. A lot of uh, other fixed rate mortgage holders, you know, if you just got a mortgage in the last two years, the next five years, you're good, but you'll probably renew into a higher interest rate environment. Yeah, now, if okay. you're a variable rate mortgage holder, it's actually, uh, there's the chance that the payment does not change. So depending on how you have it set up, the proportion of your mortgage payment that goes towards paying the interest might go up, and therefore the portion that goes to paying down the balance might go down, which will have the impact of lengthening your mortgage as opposed to changing your monthly payment. So it's possible that a lot of people don't see too much change with their mortgage payments starting you know, next week. But it's, it's actually down the road that people are sort of concerned about is, well, mm. can you, have you gotten too used to these low rates? Can you actually stomach an increase in your mortgage payment down the road? Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's mortgages. Uh, what are some other areas where people have to watch what's going to be happening with the interest rate? Sure. Well, I can tell you a lot of people ask about credit cards. And generally speaking, credit cards are at set rates and they don't change with changes in the, uh, the overnight rate as set by the Bank of Canada. But if you have a home equity line of credit or a line of credit in general, these tend to be variable rate sources of debt. And so they will increase the amount of interest that you need to pay to carry those home equity lines of credit. And I know a lot of people, especially when they hit into an emergency, will actually increase the balance on their home equity lines of credit. So if you've accumulated a big balance and you're just paying the interest only, um, you might start to feel pinched as soon as next month when your payments are, are coming due on your lines of credit. What are your thoughts on HELOCs, the home equity line of credits? Just another form of debt that you have to be aware of? Well, because they're secured by your home, it's a a low source of debt. So if you use it prudently, it can be fine. So a lot of people may or may not know that if you get a home equity line of credit, you can set it up so that you pay it off in three years, four years, or whatever, kind of like an installment loan. But a lot of people tend to end up using it like a crutch or it ends up being this big source of debt that never really goes down because they're always finding a new project to use and can rationalize very easily. Well, I'll just put this on my line of credit. The interest rate is so low. So that has actually led to a lot of people adding to their overall debt balances because they've been using, as people are saying, their home equity like an ATM. They've just been tapping in to the growing house prices and the growing equity in their home to sort of afford a lifestyle that they may not actually be able to afford. And now that interest rates are looking like they're creeping up, to really start to pinch those households who have been managing their debt prudently. And in the back of their mind, are they thinking, well, eventually I'll sell my house and it'll take care of uh, the, the debt that I've accrued then? They're probably thinking that now. That might not have been their intention uh, intention when yeah. they originally started to borrow against their home. But once you get to a point where you start to really feel like there's a real mountain of debt, you start to look for an ed- exit strategy. I don't know if we're there yet for a lot of people. Certainly some people are. Um, yeah. But I don't know if we're there yet on that. I don't want to you know, uh, be a fear monger here. Let's put this into context. This is a quarter point interest rate hike. 
uh, coming off the back of two cuts when we were already in a very low interest rate environment. This is not the end of the world. This is not going to be a cataclysmic change for the economy or for the average household. It's the people who are living paycheck to paycheck and are just struggling to get by with lots of debt. They're the ones who are going to feel the pinch right away. Yeah, and good disclaimer. And and really, it's just the fact that we haven't talked about this in a long time that I thought, you know, we're finally seeing an increase, so let's uh, take a little bit of a, a mental check here. Um, let me just see here. A lot of uh, people come out of uh, university or post-secondary uh, with loans, student loans. That obviously, will that be impacted? Yeah, absolutely. So when you graduate and you've got a student loan, you pick if you want a fixed-rate student loan or a variable-rate student loan. So if you had the fixed rate, you don't have to worry about your payment amount changing. If you have a variable rate student loan, then you would expect to see the payments rise marginal. And one other thing. Uh, let's see. A car loans. Because, it, again, because we're going back to this idea of cheap money, we yep. have seen some people say, this is an opportunity for me to buy a new car and I can borrow fairly low. But that's another area that they're going to see. Uh, they're going to slowly see an increase in the interest rates then. Yeah, and what's really interesting about auto loans is that's, that's true, sort of what you said, you know, interest rates are lower, so people could either get a more uh, fancier car than they otherwise would have, but they actually kind of overdid it, because not only are they getting low, or have been getting lower interest rates than they were before, they're actually getting much longer car loans in general. So 10 years ago, you would see, you know, a five-year auto loan as being the max. Now you routinely see six, seven, and eight-year auto loans. And so people have really gotten into um, sort of really bad habits with how much money they borrow to buy cars, which, I have to point out, are depreciating assets. And it used to be common sense that you would not borrow a lot of money to buy something that went down in value after you bought it. You go back far enough in time, and the standard was you would only borrow money for something that would give you some kind of return. For example, a house would increase in value over time. It's an appreciating asset. Going to school would, in theory, increase your lifetime earning potential. So there's a return there. But you would never use to borrow money to buy things that would go down in value. Uh, and yet, in this lower interest rate environment for the last decade, we've seen auto loans get longer and longer, which is going to be a problem. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Especially, as you say, it's a depreciating asset. If nothing else, this little bump will have us maybe thinking uh, about our relationship with borrowing money then, not just in automobiles, but overall when we look at borrowing money. Yeah, you're exactly right. I think for a lot of people, this may serve as a bit of a gentle wake-up call to say, hey, yeah, we've been saying for seven to ten years that rates have nowhere to go but up, but actually, this time we mean it. And it may not happen overnight where you see a large increase over a short period of time. It may be slow and gradual, but that may be the next phase that we're entering. So if that is the new reality, you need to think a little bit about what is going to be traded off. Because if your cost of servicing debt is going up, something else has to give. And generally speaking, I would recommend you need to make the hard trade-off and think about what it is you're going to trade off. Because if you don't, and you've gotten too used to the lifestyle that you could afford because of these super low interest rates, if you don't change that lifestyle, then you'll actually get into more debt to keep spending at the rate that you have been spending. And then all these lessons, we have to teach our politicians the same thing about debt. That's a whole <laughs> other show. Preet, thanks yeah. so much for starting the conversation with us. You're very welcome. Have a good day.
Preet Banerjee. He's a personal finance commentator, author of the book, Stop Overthinking Your Money. Now I want to hear from you. 403-974-8255. As I said, unfortunately, our texting is still down. So I still want to have that conversation. You can always email me, too, if you're a little shy about calling. Angela at Newstalk770.com. Is is this a bit of a wake-up call? Or are you saying, okay, come on, Ange, it's a quarter of a percentage point. It's hardly anything. We're still at really low rates. And Preet was very upfront in saying he didn't want to say the sky is falling or anything like that. But maybe this is an opportunity just to see where am I. And also, it's been tough in Alberta for the last two, three years. And I I know a lot of you are saying, wait a second, I cannot afford to see any kind of an interest rate hike, no matter how low it is. 403-974-8255. Let's talk money after this. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.